listeners, and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these crazy COVID-19 times. I'm Richard Svarison, and joining me today is Claudia Kempfert, Professor of Energy Economics at the Berlin-based DIW Economics Institute. A warm welcome to you, Claudia. Hello, Richard. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing quite quite well, I have to say. I'm at home and uh, safe and healthy. That's the most important thing. And my team is also in the home office working. So it's, it's working, I would say. But uh, we all are really looking forward to see each other and work with each other together in the room in, in our building again. But I'm okay. It's fine. Okay, that's good to hear. And uh, what's the situation like in, in Berlin? Well, the situation in Berlin is like uh, that we are still forced um, or asked to stay at home as we could do. I mean, as a scientist, we have the luxury to do that and work together with video conferences, telephone conferences, work together with on projects via the Internet and the digitalization is helping here a lot. But in Berlin itself, there's still the, um, the restaurants are closed and uh, some shops have opened recently, but um, it's still quite quiet. And uh, we all work with, with the face masks and do sports and everything, but it's still an unnormal, unnormal time, I would say. Absolutely, very challenging. But could you say something about the impact of COVID-19 and, and the current crisis on the political machinery in Berlin? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, on the political machinery, it's, it's the following that on the first time, of course, they had to do everything to help the economy uh, in, in a very short time. And that's that's still ongoing to help shops, to, to, to provide financial support to uh, to companies. And uh, the recent the recent discussions were around the fact that um, the car companies asked for a bias premium for cars and they discussed it uh, recently and have decided to postpone the decision until June Mm. and uh, still there's a discussion ongoing uh, around further financial helps to the economy, economic stimulus programs that help the economy uh, when the COVID crisis is is going down a bit and the economy is recovering and uh, there's still an ongoing discussion of how to do that and not to harm the climate, not to harm the environment, still that we have uh, a lot of voices and saying, uh, well, we we should first uh, look at the economy and then uh, think of uh, climate impacts. But uh, of course, uh, we need to, to combine both and bring both together. And everything we do right now to help the economy, should, we, should, we should look at also the climate impact and the environmental impacts. And I, I have the impression that the, that the political uh, side is also having that in mind. We're hearing some, some noises coming from Berlin as well, that there's a, there's a dispute over, the, over scrapping the 52 gigawatt solar cap. Do you see a solution here or do you think there'll be further delays along the line? Unfortunately, further delays uh, along the line, and I don't understand why, actually, because um, there is still also a delay on the coal phase-out law and the coal phase-out plan um, that has been also a little bit postponed, uh, but uh, still there's a dispute around that and how to to increase the share of renewables and uh, a 52 gigawatt uh, cap as your solar cap as you already mentioned is one thing but there's also another dispute around the the wind distance 
laws that mm. are still under discussions and I don't understand why some, especially the environmental ministry, uh, the, the economics ministry, sorry, uh, are really sticking to the fact that they want to bring more barriers uh, uh, into the uh, increase of share of renewables instead of just um, increase or reduce these kind of barriers and, and bring the right incentives uh, to increase the share of renewables. And there's a still an ongoing debate and still disputes around that. Mm. And that's even before we get out of the uh, the crisis times now. So there seems to be, you know, uh, as you say, unfortunately, there, there may be further delays. But I think also we've seen in April very, very low, even record low lignite and hard coal output. Do you think this will continue and maybe will we will see an acceleration of the coal exit uh, in Germany? Well, uh, right now, yes, because uh, we have a very high share of renewables and the stock exchange price uh, is, is very, very low. But in April or March and April, we still had the fact that before the crisis, the CO2 price was also quite high. But then the CO2 price collapsed and that brings again uh, also the coal in a certain to the market again. But uh, we will see how this will continue, especially when the economy is recovering and increasing again after the crisis, the COVID crisis. And there we, we might see also an increase of coal again. But of course, also because of the low gas price right now, gas is also attractive in comparison to coal. So it's still unknown uh, or uncertain what will happen. But for sure, what we will see is after the crisis that the share of renewables will decline. We already have a high pressure into this because of these large barriers to to the renewables and we will see how this will continue absolutely so wh- when do you expect the first hard coal auction to happen i mean there seems to be a delay in the parliamentary program because of the coronavirus could we see this by the end of the year or is it is early next year more likely or what are your feelings here claudia it's very really difficult to say because right now everything is postponed and delayed and especially because of this coal phase out law uh, which is still delayed i mean as, as soon as they have uh, the time and will uh, will decide on this we will see also an, an increased likelihood that the coal auctions will happen by probably the end of the year, but also probably because uh, we don't know uh, still how fast they are at the decision uh, with the coal phase out law. Um, it might be that this will be also postponed, so maybe beginning of next year is, is more likely. Okay, and and then when will we see the first closures as a result of that, do you think? Well, that's even more difficult to answer because <laughs> uh, we, we, everything is postponed right now. And I would mm. say that uh, because of the market situation right now, we might see some closures already quite, quite soon still, primarily because of the crisis or the economy crisis and the shutdown of most of the parts of the economy and the decline of electricity demand. And uh, the increase uh, right now, we have still a, a high share of renewables. So there might be a close down of one or two plans already this year, but um, not because primarily of the coal phase out plan. So we will, we will see. I mean, as, as soon as we, we have this law and there's more certainty around this and we know what the, about the auctions, the companies have an incentive to, to wait with a closure um, as soon as they know there might be an auction and they get money out of it. I know it's extraordinary times, but that market forces here could trump uh, the policy side and and force the closures. But um, 
If I could talk more generally, Claudia, about the uh, post-COVID-19 world, whenever that will happen and, you know, if ever or, you know, when we return to normality. But what are your concerns for the, the, the world we're going into now post-coronavirus? Well, my primary concerns relate to the fact that um, the climate policy or environmental policy is postponed too because every uh, focus is concentrating and on the pure economic side. And uh, the stimuli um, are still the same than we had 10 years ago with some kind of bias premium for cars or some programs to help the economy without really having or detecting the impact on the climate and the, and the environment uh, of the future. That, that is my great concern that they say economy first and environment second and uh, climate third. So, uh, so that's that's a big concern I have. But on the other hand, I'm quite positive about what we just learned about the society, about democracy per se, because we listen to science, we uh, decide based on scientific facts, and we are able really to to move through such kind of fundamental crisis together and uh, change uh, change our behavior, change also the political uh, decision landscape and, and see that it's working. So we might learn something out of this uh, bad crisis uh, related to our behavior, related to the policy system, but also related to some kind of economic uh, reactions uh, because resilience and participation, decentralized energy systems are uh, more uh, important than ever. And uh, this might be also so uh, more stronger after the coronavirus than before. So there are there are plenty of positives uh, out there as well as uh, all the, the challenging times as well. Claudia, thank you very much for joining the Montel Pod Extra today. Thank you, Richard. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Remember to tune in every day at five o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.